Welcome into the DNBR Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. With me, as always, Rudo and AJ from the DNBR Abs crew. On this episode, we're talking. No, I'm not going to do it. Should I not? I thought it. I bailed. I bailed at the last minute. I'm too hungover for that. (laughs) A little bit of. Mortal Kombat. Oh, man. The the ear friendly version. Yeah, people <laughs> yeah. are people are wearing headphones. I get it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking a little Mortal Kombat. Obviously, the new movie came out. We'll we'll talk about our impressions, thoughts, feelings, some of the cool little Easter eggs that were going on inside of it, how it relates to our experiences with the other movies or not, and games and stuff. But I wanted to begin with a very basic like four category question for both of you i feel and and feel free to outright reject this framing altogether but (laughs) bad movie good movie good video game movie or good for a video game movie uh i'll go with category five and say trying to be something that it isn't huh it wasn't bad it was not bad but i i can't say that it was good and i could do it (laughs) yeah i'm I'm sure you will and i hope i hope you prove me wrong but as much as anything is probably my expectations going into this movie uh that left me wanting something else out of it what was the expectation uh, more beat the shit out of people and just have a super fun movie where it's fighting every second of the movie. <laughs> I mean, it can't be, right? I, well, I expect some, but I also expected, like, someone to die in the first hour of the movie. <laughs> Somebody did. I, I, mean, I, guess, I guess Hanzo died at the start, but that was it. Yeah. Like... <laughs> It seems oddly specific. It has to be at the beginning of the movie. They did kill his whole family and him and everything. But yeah, like, but the, but then like, after that, but then yeah, I mean, like, there's, his there's entire like a two thousand year time jump there. Like, all right, so <laughs> I mean, well, and then no, and I'm then not going to say fair yet. <laughs> well, and then and then they like ripped Jax's arms off and yeah, like but he left him for dead. He was fine, and that was cool. But even that was it. Like there, the first thirty minutes of this movie could have been condensed into about five, is what I'm saying. So, um, hmm. real, real question here, because uh, I had to, I had to watch it twice. Because the first time I watched it, I fell asleep. <laughs> uh, so um, you loved it. Uh, well, <laughs> I fell, I fell asleep when they got to uh, Raiden's temple. Okay, and was just like conked out. And then I woke back up um, when they got into the void. So, okay, that part of the movie clearly interested me. Um, <laughs> so I, I, um, when I went, when I went back and I watched it this afternoon, the whole thing. I actually stayed awake for it. Um, I thought I liked, I liked kind of the, and I always like this aspect of movies. I like the whole like how everybody comes together aspect of it because it was like you know you have to you have to round all these people up okay what brings them together why are they here 
you know, they don't just they don't just all like know to show up at the same time <laughs> in the same spot just inherently and be like the prophecy was foretold that I would be here on this day. You know, like there was none of that. It, you have to get the band together. And I always like that part of movies. And I thought yeah. that in this movie, I thought that that whole element was not very good. Exactly. It wasn't, actually, it, it wasn't as interesting uh, considering that this is, this was supposed to be sort of uh, origin story ish. It, it wasn't very. It wasn't very interesting to watch how they all came to be together. I, honestly, to me, it just felt like they didn't use their time very well, because the opening scene where you establish that Sub Zero is the bad guy and uh, the lineage of of Scorpion takes like eleven or twelve minutes. And I like when it was happening. I'm like looking at how long the runtime of this movie is, and I'm like. You, you guys still have an entire movie to show me. <laughs> like, this is not, you're not leaving yourself enough time to flesh out the details I'm going to want. <laughs> so th- I think the intro is one of my favorite parts of the, of the whole movie, that whole opening sequence. But I also agree with the, like, <clears throat> you know, and, and we're, we're talking about like all, all the plot stuff. And then I try not to get too bogged down when, once it, it becomes clear that like plot was clearly not the first priority of sure of, like of a, the people you're like okay this, um, is a, this is a fighting game and it's a fighting game movie and, like the right. script is the vehicle to get you to the fights. That, that's right. why i wanted them to lead in more to the fights exactly right. <laughs> that 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 said while i didn't buy like the whole tattoo premise which is totally made up for for the movie which is not in yeah. any of the games yeah it's just like totally unnecessary and really inconsistent in the way that it seemed to work, or like it leaves open a, a lot of weird questions. Like, yeah, what well, if they like they spent the whole like, movie backs over someone with a tattoo in her car. <laughs> yeah. Now she's gonna have to go fight in Mortal Kombat. Like, like, well, and like Mortal Kombat itself was like they kept talking about like oh nine straight. Yeah, nine and, in a row, baby. And, well, and they're like, and they keep talking about like we don't get like. All we get are references to those nine. We don't, there's no like fallen champions. There's no like history of how it is. It's like we start at the end of the line. Yeah. And they're like, which is how the the first Mortal Kombat game begins. But you're right. They don't give you any of that lore. They just, there's no, there's nothing, dude. Like they start at the very end. Like you're running, you're running a hundred meter race. They started at the 95th meter. Yep. And you're like, what? And their and their whole thing, like the bad guys' whole thing, is like we're here, like we we get, you know, permanent dominion here when we get ten wins in a row. But their whole shtick is that they're yeah. like subverting the tournament. Like, it's been thousands of years, and you're nine and zero, and your bro couldn't wait two weeks to take over Earth. Right. Like, right. Like, right. like the guys, like we can't allow this to happen. We have to cheat. At every turn to prevent the actual tournament from taking place. And it's like, you've won nine in a row. Right. What are you doing? Like, this doesn't, like, this, that particular motivation, I actually, when I went back, uh, when I watched it today, when I watched it this afternoon, I actually went back and read through the entire plot, trying to see if I had, had missed something. Because I was like, what was the motive? Like, why are they so intent on cheating? Is it just to ensure the 10th win? 
so that yeah. they don't have to like start over. Like the whole premise was yeah. like we didn't win nine in a row by not cheating, so let's cheat. Well, and and so like, but we don't know any of that because right. they didn't. Exactly. All they did was allude to nine straight wins, right. not how the nine straight wins happened. Yeah. Or like, there was no there was. All there was was like vague references to they've won nine in a row, and like they brought it up like twelve times, yeah. which again, like it was it was like a the, super trooper challenge, dude. Yeah. Like they kept trying to see how many times they could bring it up because bring it was up the, yeah. all the time, yeah, um, because it's a reference to the uh, original game, right? Which was like the the point that they were trying to drop you into a world that had a history, and that was their way of doing it in the OG, but. Even then, like they give you a, a better sense of the the history, I think that came before, and all you really got in this was, you know, for people who are paying really close attention to things, they're, they're basically the scene where uh, our main guy Cole, whatever, uh, meets uh, Sonya Blade, and she takes him to the exposition room, and there's a bunch yeah. of stuff, you know, around, and there you, you can see like if you want like Kentaro and some of this stuff that like, there's some, is if you're looking for it, but someone's trying to get you to do shots at home. We're dude, not, not at the a, bar. I don't Not after last good. night, dude. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Gotta let my liver recover. We we're taking, we're taking a couple day break from the bar. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you thinking, but uh... we'll put a pin in that. Yeah. yeah. Save it for the we'll, next time. We lose we'll our definitely, We'll put a pin in that one. Um, Dude, they they tried to get me to do shots of Rakia yeah. on the Nuggets show last night after the ads show, and I was like, "Fellas, boy." <laughs> boy. But anyway, I didn't get I, I didn't get home till like two thirty. <laughs> so, uh, so I think we can all agree that even though it didn't necessarily need to, th- this is something I, w- I was kind of having this conversation with Katie. She was like, "Man, people should get over that stuff. It's just a video game movie, and who cares?" And I was like, "I, I mean." It'd be yeah. nice, like you can make those things better. And I'm still waiting for the day when all of the elements do come together. That's kind of why I, I did the framing oh. up top, right? This wasn't a great movie in the sense of like you're gonna <laughs> tell people who aren't into Mortal Kombat, like even if you're not into it, man, you gotta watch this. This is some really good I stuff. Mean, this is a movie for Mortal Kombat fans to go, hey, the characters are doing the things I like, and I I still though like why couldn't this movie have been 15 or 20 minutes longer to flesh out that story more properly? Because this its runtime is like 85 minutes or something. It's super short. I really wouldn't have minded them delving into Mortal Kombat itself. Yeah. Like why the tournament? Because, because they, yeah. they like just say they establish like their establishing of it at the beginning of the movie is like, this is super duper important. And then like, we just accept that. For yeah. the rest of the movie, and like I'm cool with that, but I would love to know more about it. I, how did it come to be? Well, what is it? Why does it exist? What is it for? I really would love to know some more about those nine straight wins. What's up here? That's a long ass winning streak. Yeah, like what you know? Like, can we get can we get any kind of background? And, still, and that lore all exists. Like you could, they even introduced the Kung Lao character, right? Which was a perfect opportunity for him to, because it's tied through his ancestry. In fact, the Kung, the guy with the hat, the spinning hat. Yeah. Those, I'm sure everyone here knows, but I'm just in case anyone's like confused on the names. His ancestor was the last person who won 
the ninth, or I guess we'd say the tenth time ago, right? The reason that the the streak is only nine and not not ten. Who was the last person from Earth Realm? It was another Kung Lao, and so that's a, a they could very easily have had him tell that story instead of I don't know fighting with Kano about egg rolls or whatever it was they were doing. But I I wholeheartedly agree with this idea that even even with some of the contrived things they came up with, like I can concede on the tattoo thing. And I agree that while it wasn't the best getting the band together story, I liked the band enough. I liked the interpretation of the characters. I just like seeing them. So I didn't mind the first third of the movie just because I, I like this interpretation of Jax. I like this interpretation of Sonya. I even liked the, uh, the, the new character. There was a while I was thinking you could have taken somebody from the, the universe if you wanted you didn't have to make it a new character but once you made him part of scorpion's lineage it couldn't have been so it had to be a new character because you can't retcon that into somebody else's i thought i was taking crazy pills because i was like who, the f- who is this <laughs> and so like i did stop and like look at it and yeah I was like, same okay, i'm good double check that he's not in Google yeah i was it. like i was like look dude i I'm like not like the biggest fighting there. game fan so i'm not like a mortal Kombat diehard or anything but I was like, I swear to God, I don't remember this dude. <laughs> you you Google like Mortal Kombat characters, and you're scrolling through the thing on Google, and it's a bunch of like CGI animated characters, and then it's just Cole Young, and it's yeah. his human face, and you're yeah. like, okay, Cole, all yeah. right, yeah. Well, and then uh, like, so so their whole thing like unlocking your powers. I thought that was cool. I, I yeah. yeah. That I actually really dug as them coming up with an excuse that's never there in the original games about why these human characters can do magic and, and, <laughs> and, and, and like fight with people from Earth Realm. Like they never explain why Johnny Cage can just shoot green shit out of his hands or, or something. Yo, spoilers for the next movie. My oh, God. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my uh, bad. Play a Mortal Kombat game. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, Sonya coming out with her. I actually really yeah. dug that explanation for how their powers manifest i thought that was cool yeah i thought it was cool because it was like what's it gonna look like when they do you know like what's what's gonna happen here and just like that whole that whole process of like how does this work i i was i was intrigued by it i thought it was fun uh, and I thought its execution in the movie was one of its high points sonia getting her power was the best scene in the movie i i will have no I will no say arguments. I say I say that it was the high point, but like Cole's power, I was like, I don't understand it what's happening. It's pretty like, underwhelming cool power for the main <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah, I was, cool shirt. yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, so he went, he went from like being on a beach to wearing like like this gold top. What's what's happening? Is he like absorbing the energy? Is this armor? Yeah. Well, okay, like, why is he, like, now he's, like, randomly growing weapons on his arms? Like, what the, what in the world is taking place here? It was difficult to tell with that. Um, and I thought, like, this that's supposed to be, like, one of your high, like, your big moments in the movie. Because he's your central character. He's your most human character. He's the guy where it's like, oh, it's, you know, how does, how does, how do you discover your power? And it's like, oh, you've got a whatever, whatever. And it's a whole thing, right? You know, Kano discovers his by being a huge asshole about egg rolls. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Very on brand uh, for, the, for the character they established. Way cooler than a fireball. <laughs> and like, he did steal the movie. Everyone has mentioned that and Chris here in the comments. Like, but Kano was phenomenal. 
Like the but whole, I, I agree. the like the 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 Sonya reveal. Ruto loves the Sonya power reveal. It was Hell awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was super like it was a big deal throughout the entire thing, but then it was like his happens and it happens like it's like a drawn out process of it happening. And you're still not even entirely sure yeah. what the hell is taking I place. Yeah, I I didn't like the main character as much as you guys. I don't think like it felt. I, I didn't like Cole at all. I thought okay. he was a huge okay. waste of my time. It, yeah, it felt like they dropped in like a make your own me character as the main character of this movie, and it was just a total like self insert, be the superhero type of guy, and it, it just didn't do it for me. It well, and it didn't. <laughs> Like and the, so then he's fighting. He's fighting with Sub Zero later on. Yeah, and like, oh, he gets the blood. He gets the blood on the blade, and that's what summons Scorpion <laughs> from out of hell. hell. <laughs> it's been two thousand years, and they haven't thought to like give anyone in his lineage this blade. <laughs> I yeah, and it was just like to cover it in oh, blood. I mean, I mean that's well, you know. The thickest armor in cinematic history is always plot armor. <laughs> and I'm telling you. Clearly, much how, clearly much thicker armor than whatever gold you, shirt he grew on his body halfway through the movie. <laughs> I mean, you tell me how how spawn demons are are brought back into Earth realm. What exactly are the specific rules? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I, again, like, but well, sure is well, sure was fortunate that that was the rule in that exact moment. Sure was sure was funny how that works out in the chat. Like, I I think we all loosely agree with you that that was the assumption that his like armor absorbed energy but then the, the way they revealed it was like his daughter slash his girlfriend's daughter I don't know if they ever established if it was his kid or not uh, it, like he's fighting the monster and his daughter goes use the uppercut and it's like oh shit here it comes gonna yeah. knock his head off and then he just like kind of hits him and well and I'm also <laughs> like why is she coaching you mid fight <laughs> Why, does, man. why are you why are you needing every bit of up you need so much outside help that your daughter is telling you how to fight mid fight well, and it, i'm supposed to believe that you're like this super important descendant it, and like you're supposed to be a central figure it, in this universe he sucks through the entire movie he's like say, his whole thing he needs someone to save him yeah. not good anymore i mean it, it, the whole thing was about him overcoming all of that and, and finding himself there what now. in the world dude and he was said like he was going to get his ass kicked by sub zero if he didn't spawn an actual demon so <laughs> Was yeah. kind of cheat holeish, wasn't it? <laughs> he spawns a demon from hell just in the sake of just in the nick of time, who happens to be like his like blood rival, <laughs> going back thousands of years. Yeah, it was. I struggled with that part of it, man. But I I will say that the like the revealing of the powers, the whole Raiden's Temple thing, was just like a playground for Kano to be Mortal Kombat Deadpool. For him to like crack wise and just like constantly not take anything seriously. Everybody, oh, Kano stole the movie. He was super for me. I'm just like, is this what is this is this just what we're gonna have in all of our nerd movies moving forward? Do we have to have a Deadpool character in all of them? One of them that's like sarcastic and, and kind of chirpy and just sort of takes like the 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 peanut gallery role in the movie instead of it just being that guy in the audience. I, 
Like, is that where we I are? Mean, Kano's always I, been that character. There's no like, other I, way to take Kano. I'm, like, I, I liked him. I thought it was, I had a good time. He was funny. He was in, he was entertaining. I liked all the different ways that he could insult that, in, insult the dude's hat. I thought it was hilarious. He called it a sombrero and shit. Like, I thought it was, I was, I was enjoying, like, him being the vehicle for the writer, trying to come up with as many synonyms for that hat as they could. <laughs> but, it's it 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 was I don't know, I'm just like, is this is this where we are now? Are we always gonna have this sarcastic character? Because part of its appeal is I I mean it's just it's like fun and new, and now we're gonna have one in every every movie. Like this was executed well. He Kano was awesome. He was a lot of fun, uh, and he was a total scumbag and easy to hate, and his his heel turn was very predictable. Yeah. And Blah 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 blah. I just I just I liked it, but I liked him. But I'm I'm worried that we're just now going to see this all the time. I I think the problem that it runs into is when you have that character that's always talking, you just get no development out of anyone else in the movie. Everybody's reacting to him all the time. Like Jax had thirty seconds of airtime after he had his arms chopped off. Yeah. Just like I can't do it. And then the next scene he's in, he's like, I can do it. Maybe the best line of the whole movie. <laughs> after yeah. after he after he's he punches that dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he drops that fatality and he's just like What did he these yeah these motherfuckers work. And you're just like oh my god. <laughs> it's a great moment. That I was loved the, everything about Jax. I loved everything about you know, Jax and Sonya Blade, especially. Those are my two, by far, my favorite, even including the games. Even including the games recently that have done those characters pretty well. Those are my two favorite interpretations of those characters I've ever seen. As somebody who is pretty into the series for a long time, I thought I thought they did really well with those two. I loved the... the I'm with the, the comments that want The Miz as the next Johnny Cage. I'm so in for The Miz as we'll, the next uh, Johnny We'll get there. Cage. Yeah, but, I want The Miz, so it'll be John Cena, but... I, uh, it's way too big. Way too big. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't shake where I knew Sonya played from. I don't know that I've seen her. It was, it was else, super so. bothering me. Oh, the only yeah. reason it was bothering me is because she was in that movie Chips. And I had just watched Chips like two weeks ago. Oh. And so it was like her face was like right there in the back of my brain. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is really bothering me. Yeah. But I I really like she was one of the better characters in the movie. Yep. Yeah, well, and, and so this is another thing that, right, there, I think there's another subset group. So th- I think this is a movie that was very specifically made for Mortal Kombat fans. But then I also think it was a movie that was very specifically made for Mortal Kombat fans who liked but were very disappointed by the first Mortal Kombat movie in the 90s, which was very specifically me, which was <laughs> this, like... So, the the first... No, no, the second Mortal Kombat movie from the 90s, Annihilation, is hot trash, and no one should ever watch it. It's it's just... It's unwatchable it's, nonsense. It's there so are bad. There are student films that people release on YouTube yeah. as like their final project in, in film school that are significantly better than Annihilation was. Yeah. 
Now, the original <laughs> one, I think it like it has some terrible moments. It's got some some really bad dialogue, some very campy acting, some some bad CGI. It's got some incredible, actually kind of state-of-the-art fighting sequences, like really, really good martial arts choreography. And it was one of the only video game movies of its time, really like for a decade on either side, that got close to a faithful interpretation of some of the characters. Like it, not all of them, but they got pretty close. The big knock on it, of course, was what was the one thing Mortal Kombat was known for, especially in the 90s? Blood. Gore. The violence. It went to Congress for this shit. Yeah. To have two PG-13 movies was kind of a slap in the face. Yeah, well, it's kind of like what Disney's doing with Moon Knight, but yeah. I'm not going to get into that it again. It to be seen, but... Yeah, I guess, I guess I can't knock it because it hasn't happened yet, but <laughs> it's, that's, that is a very predictable colossal yeah. failure coming. And so this movie for that particular thing, like was a huge win with me in all the kind of, so like Rudo came in and said he wanted people to die in the first half. Like, all right, fair enough. That's what, that's what Rudo wanted. He I mean, ig- get ignoring that a bunch of people did. Like they, I think <laughs> they showed one like more, random person. I think more die, and action then... before the final third where suddenly now everyone's dying. And they, I, I, I think that's a, you know, a fair critique, but for me, I, I had a checklist as well, and it was like, I want to see the gore and the fatalities and yeah. the brutality that wasn't in those first couple of movies. They did it. I want to see faithful interpretations of the characters, including Liu Kang not wearing cargo pants the entire time and being like a Japanese-American. And I was like, no, actual Asian dude walking through the sunset on his intro, boom, that's my Liu Kang throwing fireballs out of his hands. You know, they got rid of all the magic stuff in the original that now this, this is my Liu Kang. Like I said, this is my Sonya blade. This is my Jax. The yeah, Kung Lao interpretation was... I, I think their fine. interpretation of a lot of the characters was pretty good. Yeah. I really, I really didn't they, have a strong problem. Agreed. Yeah. The, the, and so like that stuff, like, the I'm, fighting I'm, was pretty damn good. Um, as a, as a like, casualish Mortal Kombat fan, for me to easily pick out, like, oh, got that, got that. This is what I remember about these characters. Got that, got that. Like, great. You've checked. You've checked my very like vague boxes here. Right. So I thought they did a good job with that. And dude, I thought I totally agree with you. The fighting. Dude, I love I love that they picked their spots for like the nonsense <laughs> like. There's one scene where Liu Kang does his flying tiger kick or whatever it's mm-hmm. called, but they didn't overdo it and just have everyone flying around like maniacs either. Like the actual fighting side of it was believable enough uh, outside of, you know, when they started doing magic shit, but yeah. sure. But I mean, like, that's an accepted, that's an accepted premise. Like that's an accepted part of the universe, especially when they're like, Oh, you've got right. the mark and you have to unlock your power. Like, there's a process that goes on here, you know, for you to, in order for you to achieve these things. Oh, and, and these are people who have gone through it. And, and so I thought, I thought that part of it was really like the suspension of disbelief when the silly magic shit starts. Like it's very easy 
because they walk you through how it happened. That's what I'm saying is they unlock their power and then they had their power. It wasn't like, oh, also this guy can fly now because (laughs) (laughs) we just decided totally right. Um, No, I, yeah. And so those, those are the big things for me. So for me, like uh, I was hopeful that maybe they would string together some better writing and acting and plot and stuff. Though I, I didn't think, again, compared to the original, the acting was like, send these guys awards compared to the original, like in most video game movies, I, honestly. It really didn't have um, nearly the kind of campy feel that I was expecting. It yeah. did not It did not feel as like... Especially with how much stuff straight out of the video games they just stuck in there from, you know, fatality. They got uh, him turning around with Reptile's Heart, kind of wins, you know, just straight up like doing the the post-game taunts of finish him and fatality and all of it. It's just a flawless victory. They got them all in there and you're like... The only one one I had a problem with was flawless victory because I was like, there's there's no way that dude would have said that in that situation. Yeah. Right, like he was um, the that was like the most grounded character, the totally. one who was like the everybody's big brother, and then all of a sudden he's like stunned like that, where you're like, right. oh, what? No, right? Yeah, uh, no. The legs Michael, I, I laughed. Yeah. That was I that was really funny. So hard. <laughs> 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 that was really that was a that was a great little reference right there where they toss uh, that in, and you're like, ooh, I appreciate that. That is quality stuff. Um, no, I, I totally agree on that. And uh, though I did go back and watch the fight to make sure, and and Kung Lao was correct, uh, Katara did not land a hit on him, so it was a flawless victory, <laughs> which was kind of weird because they built her up, and in the games, she's a bigger deal. That was the other thing. I want to get to Chris's question, but I actually think that's yeah, a it's, a, it's a great question, that's a really good question. Uh, Agreed. So we'll, we'll have a longer conversation about that. Um, my so so again, my nitpicks were not like I was fine with the first half and getting the band together. Did I love it? No, but I like the characters, so I was going along for the ride. Some of the plot things didn't bump on it at all. Cole's powers seemed fine enough to me, but when they got to the end and I wanted to see all the fatalities, and they did, I was like, okay, fine. Katara was like, whoa, okay, that shocked me, but good. I wanted to be a little bit shocked <laughs> maybe by some character deaths. Fine. Uh, but then they killed Goro. They didn't even yeah. like what the, 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 the so so those are the kinds of problems I have. Like, like you can plot holes all day with me or whatever, but I'm like, you there was not enough Goro, there was not enough explanation about who and what Goro was. If you're gonna use him, just get Goro out of the movie. Look, I love Goro and I wanted to see Goro. Everyone wanted to see Goro, but if you're just gonna have him lose to Cole Young. And he was not even as like a real bad guy as the like uh, power up bad guy that you just use to get stronger. Like, uh, yeah, it was like it was like henchman level bad yeah, guy. One eight hundred bad guys. And is then where Goro came from. Yeah, oh. and then and they straight up like he dies. He dies to a character who magically grows a golden shirt halfway through the fight, <laughs> and then grows weapons off of his arms halfway through. It was just like. Sorry, you could, you could, you could tell that I really hated that scene. And I, and he yeah. still needed his girl to like hack him with an axe first, so he didn't die. <laughs> like, I'm always in favor. I of did really laugh though because she's but... like, like the 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 wife girlfriend. I Whatever. Think wife, yeah. <laughs> like she's like get in the truck and they try and like run Goro over, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that move from the games. 
Remember when you hop in your truck and you tried to run yeah, over? That was the that was the GTA mod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I, like, I, I just tried yeah. to like imagine myself in that situation with a four-armed monster that was 12 feet tall and being like, Yeah, I'm gonna get in my F-150 here and try and plow this guy over. No! Yeah, right. No, um, that's no, that's and they not. They did have um Shang Tsung had a, had a line about how like death is just another gateway. So if they just want to bring people back, they can. Which fine, it's not like it's the well, first time. Oh yeah, I mean, Scorpion it's... chilled in hell for two thousand years until his blood hit a certain piece of metal, <laughs> right? Like clearly and then was summoned from hell, <laughs> right? Um, that said, I, I I will on the flip side of that give them props for uh, killing Kung Lao. Like uh, as all the you know the bad guys are getting wasted, and you're like, oh okay. Some there had to be a sacrifice somewhere. They're, they're, Some, yeah, one of them had to go. Mortal Kombat. Like, you go. can't you yeah. can't make a Mortal Kombat movie and then just have a bunch of people get to the end of the movie. Yeah, that's what they did the last. That's what they did in the nineties. So yeah, <laughs> bro. I feel like I, I feel like we established that those movies were terrible. No, but first, uh, anyway, the the fighting sequences in that first movie are really good, and <clears throat> it gave us the song. Don't ever forget that that movie gave us the song, <laughs> which is now played way too much everywhere. Okay, uh, let's get. I into did like the rendition in this movie, though. I did too. It I, I mark out for it every single time. It was uh, not. Uh... It wasn't. It wasn't overwhelming, but it was. It was a. It was a good nod, and it was yeah. like good. You had to have this in here somewhere. Yep. Um, it okay, felt good. This one's a little deeper, and we got two Chris questions. This one's a, a little more inside baseball, so I'll start with this one. Uh, with Taslim, I, I believe that's the actor who plays Sub Zero being signed for four movies. Do you think he reprises the role as Sub Zero? There he is. Uh, or do we see him? Uh, the emergence of Noob Cybot. That's again. You got to get really into the the. <laughs> Mortal Kombat lore, if you want, but I it there again for people that know it, they appear to be setting up for all of that. Yeah, let me just let me just say that being signed on for four Mortal Kombat movies is just ambitious. Yeah, that's <laughs> great for sure. to start with. Like, I think I think this first one has gone well. It's been received well. It came out and in a manner that uh, will benefit it because it's very easy for me to just be like, I have HBO Max, I'll fire this up. Versus like, I'm gonna go. I'm going to take two hours out of my one day off this week and I'm going to go to the theater and it's going to be the sole focus, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, I think it, I think it really helps that it was released while movie theaters are trying this whole thing out. Right. Yep. But for a four picture deal is very that's aggressive. Ambitious. That's I, aggressive. I do think that they've, they've laid some nice foundations here to blow this thing out. I was also, that was the other thing I was in, Rest with how many characters they used, but then again, as we talked about, they didn't develop very many of them. Yeah. There's still part of me. I was like, hey, they could have had a bunch of faceless henchmen for these, and they picked actual Mortal Kombat characters, and that yeah, was kind of nice. Yeah, they treated Goro that way. So, so that's, that's the wrong one. You could have done that with so many other random-ass characters they have in this You could have just made up some extra baddies. Totally. And- but, kept that chamber in the... Uh, kept that bullet in the right. chamber for future movies, but instead they were like, Right. We have to waste Goro as fast as possible. <sighs> They'll bring uh, him back. They'll find an excuse. Anyway, I'm gonna st- I'll, I'll stop being salty I mean, about that. Yeah. Everything about that scene just really didn't so, sit well. I didn't know that he was signed on for four movies, but the vibe that I got during that movie 100% was like, oh, they're totally going to do a Sub-Zero origin story. 
somewhere down the line. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I think they'll get into that. Well, whole especially I think they, everyone recognized the Sub Zero Scorpion stuff was the best part, right? So it's like, just give us more of that. I mean, it's like they were smart to build their trailer around Sub Zero versus Scorpion for a reason. Yep. Yeah, it's the iconic Mortal Kombat rivalry. It would be like making a Street Fighter movie and building it all around Ken and Ryu. Like you just right. have to. Well, right. and, like I don't think it was a mistake that they slipped the line of for the Lin Kuei in there twice. Right. Like. Right. That. Yeah. The the whole thing. So. Well, and and like you could look at this as a really long, kind of windy path origin movie for Scorpion. So yeah, the next sure. the next one sets up, and we have a long windy path. On Sub Zero, Sub Sub Zero origin, where they actually go through Mortal Kombat. Yeah, some of the nine and (laughs) zero. And so here's here's a this is why I think this is such a great question. Our our guy Chris coming in, better question to ask now is this: Are we feeling a sequel movie should be done, or should HBO throw Game of Thrones money at them and do a TV series? Uh, Pretty much, please TV series. Anytime anymore that I get this question, it's got to be a TV series. Yeah, dude, it has to be a TV series, and the setup is obvious. They they showed you how this would work. Yep. Um in in the movie. Yep. In this movie, right. because they paired everybody off and said, all right, you go yep. fight that guy, you go fight that guy, you go fight that guy. You... Boom. You do that. That's your weekly episode. It's it's those backstory matches. of this person. Those head-to-head. Those head-to-heads. You have them lost. You have lost-style flashback episodes where you go back into their origins. You show them how they got here, who they are. You show, you show all the characters' backgrounds. And then at the end of it, you have the head-to-head. And then you have the winner. You move on. The next week, the same thing. You I get three or four weeks into it, and then you bring them all back together. You kind of do what they did in the uh, the DC television universe, right. where they had crossover episodes with all yep. the different shows all the time. They did like one every year where they, they kind of lived yep. in each other's universes semi-regularly. You do the same kind of thing, and then you end up with a... You finish it, your, your, your season finale or whatever is a like a full-blown 90-minute feature film like boom go all the way in with it that's exactly how they should do it i I desperately want people's stories on outworld there were 45 seconds of outworld in this movie and i was like that place looks so damn cool take me there (laughs) and that's another reason why again yeah i'm with i'm with aj the whole the whole story begins with shang sung collecting the the souls of the people that died you have to bring them back because actually the most disappointing death as much as they did goro dirty i felt like they did melina some justice right up until the moment she was dead she was the one person actually as as people were dying and they came to so while you were big on like the sonia reveal moment i was with you i was like yes no because there's so much more with melina and katana and their backstories and and everything that she goes through so if you can bring all these characters back yeah like seeing melina's history on outworld and how she came to work for shao khan and eventually shang Tsung, and and her conflict with her sister katana like there are great versions there's animated versions there's fan-made versions of that story like they're it's almost as good as Scorpion Sub-Zero, the Katana, Melina stuff. Some people would say even better and more in-depth. And so, yeah, you could get into that on a TV show so extraordinarily well. And both of those characters are from Outworld. So you could, like, live in that yeah, space for a while. it'd be so sick. And, I, and to your point, 
I do think this movie does feel a little bit like they're trying to set the hook and then down the line with whether, whether they decide to do movies or a TV show or whatever, they can be like, yeah, don't take movie one too seriously, but this is the universe that we're living in now. Right. And we'll bring back whoever we want. Uh, dude, they're going to, they're going to wreck on the shit out of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you can already, you can already see, especially if they have a four picture deal. Uh, they've, they, they, if they have four movies in mind, we're getting, we're getting retcons left and right. Yeah. Yep. You, you Which will be fine. It'll just be like, Welcome to the video game slash comic book world. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. But consequences are temporary. Um, but yeah, and Chris, they did show Shinnok's amulet. And so yeah, that that's one of the things they they um uh, Kano grabbed it, never brought it back. So that, that's a resurrection thing. So they've got their built-in excuses to do it. They've got multiple built-in excuses to do it. So it will almost certainly happen, but um, I'm good with it, man. The one thing I don't I don't 